Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Hi David. Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Um one thing about this podcast is that um I just said to Tim. I've got a really good way of opening the podcast, mm. uh, and now I've forgotten it. And the reason I've forgotten it is that uh, we normally do two at once, and when we ended the previous one, I, d- I thought, oh, actually, no, I, I know what I want to start the next one with. And then Tim said, I- I've got to go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> and over the period of his cup of tea, mm. we've I've forgotten it. You've forgotten it. What yeah. kind of, was it to do with Driving Saturday? That's how we finished it. As, nah, I don't think it was. It wasn't anything, it was just like you just had a thought. I just had a thought, but mm. it, I think we're not going to find it. Okay. I was hoping to instead talk about the fact that you ruined it by going for a cup of right. tea. Right. Yeah. I hope that tea is really like nice. It's actually coffee. Oh, is it coffee? Yeah, okay. it's, um, is do you it, drink Nespresso coffee? Frothy, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it, I'm never quite sure about it. It sort of, you get all the ritual of making coffee, don't you, with Nespresso? I don't know if it tastes that good. I do have a thing that we it's could okay. talk about with Nespresso, uh, but I'll have to find it on Twitter, mm. uh, and it involves Danny Wallace. Oh, right. I tweeted mm. in March 2018, right. I was at Tewkesbury Park, uh, which is a hotel. And at Tewkesbury Park Hotel, they use Nespresso, which quite a lot of yeah. hotels do. They do. They yeah. have Nespresso rather than yeah. a kettle and, yeah. you know, tea and coffee making facilities of yeah. the old style. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you mean they have it in your room? Kind in of? your yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know whether you can <clears> see this, <throat> but Tewkesbury Park yeah. actually has a picture of oh, George wow. Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> and it says, my perfect cup of coffee. Right. And it says underneath that mm, mm. picture of George, I'm so pleased that Tewkesbury Park use my Nespresso coffee. Wow. Here are my tips for the perfect cup with a whole lot of stuff about how he starts by filling up the tank with fresh water. This is what George does. Right. The two cup buttons will flash while the machine is warming up. Yeah. I select my favourite Nespresso capsule. That's so far literally Goals just for me. what you do. A, a red dot. On, well, yeah. If you, okay, if you, if you is... bear with me, you'll see what yeah. I think is happening here. A red dot, dot on top is decap. Gold is his thing. Yeah. Uh, then you lift. What he does is lift the chrome handle, place it okay. inside, closing the, the lid. After placing a cup underneath the spout, I select a large cup or a small right. cup. Small for me and wait for the coffee to pour. And then, five, I always find plenty of fresh milk in the fridge, mm. exclamation mark. <laughs> I sit back, enjoy the coffee, and admire the view, right? And I say, call me cynical, but I find it hard mm. to believe that George actually wrote this, or yeah. even that he's so pleased that Chooks Repart mm. use his Nespresso mm. coffee. Danny Wallace. Now, I'll have to try and find something slightly weird about the way that Twitter is with this. Like, Danny Wallace wrote me about 700 tweets about this. Yep. So Danny Wallace says, I was actually there when he wrote it. George Clooney. <laughs> right. I reached for my reporter's notepad. This is a series of tweets. Right. But it was at home and I couldn't reach it. I could kick myself for not carrying something like that everywhere. So I took out my heavy typewriter and set it on a table, which I'd also brought. 
Coffee, he said. Lovely, I replied. But only if you know what you're doing. This was my joke. And we both laughed. Then he said, quite out of the blue, here are my tips for the perfect cup. <laughs> this, this is all Danny Wallace. Why, George, I said, did you say I select a large or small cup? If you know, you select a small cup. Yes. If yeah, you are George right. Clooney, th- these are your tips, you know what you do. <laughs> I feel you are messing up your own narrative mm. POV. Mm. Uh, by the way, I've missed out one because it is quite complicated this tip one said george not looking at me but filling up the espresso tank with fresh water he's very particular about the fresh water it couldn't be pond water he said right um, so there's the bit where his, you know i feel like you're messing up your own narrative pov and then i think the next tweet was well george stared at me he froze just froze his eyes began to water but i couldn't tell if it was sadness or anger or if that capsule he'd had in his mouth was compromised and this was the devastating effect of tiny pots of caffeine. A moment later, or two, George began making a jerky motion and squawking like a seagull regurgitating some old man's lost glove. Then he smiled between his teeth, a gold espresso capsule. <laughs> Don't tell anyone about this, he screamed, and began to fire pellets at me from his mouth. But they weren't pellets, they were gold espresso capsules. That's when I realised this wasn't George Clooney. <laughs> Interesting enough, someone underneath that has written, ha ha, no, that was George Clooney. They've written. <laughs> okay, so carries on, and then I think it go. It eventually, ends, I mean, it's literally about twenty tweets. Right, right. It was a fifty-two-year-old woman who'd been put in charge of Tewksbury Parks in media and coffee pots, but there was plenty of fresh milk in the fridge. He finished. I mean, uh, it's it's a if you yeah, get the it, chance, have a look. Have a look at right, uh, yeah, Danny yeah. Wallace, Nespresso, mm, George Clooney. Mm. At Badil, because mm. it's very committed mm. Uh, mm. to the whole uh, George Clooney thing. Well, if you if you go to France, yes, which you probably do. I ha- well, I have do been to France. France. Yeah. I don't go to France. Well, how do you how do you get there then? I've been to France. I think if you say, oh, okay. do you go to France? It's a regular thing. It implies thing. like I spend quite a lot of time. Right, right. Oh, God, I've got to go to France again right. today. And that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. I actually been... think France is one of the places I don't go to very much. Okay. Considering I believe it is the closest right. a foreign country, far from Ireland, you, you, yeah, that you we don't. can go to. I don't go I there. I go a lot. I yes, go you, to France. You, yeah, you go to France. I go to France. Yeah. And in any restaurant now, they'll have yeah. an espresso. Will they? Almost without fail is isn't what they'll it, do for isn't you. Isn't it a bit low rent? Isn't it a bit Tewksbury Park? Well, I think there's a thing in France where they're so kind of cool about food and stuff is they're quite open about that. Like, they will put, like, sugar... They'll put, like, you know, sweet and low. Yes. You can be in a Michelin-star restaurant and they would have, like, really? sweet and low. Yeah, they, they're not fussy about eating things out of their packets and being right. open about it. There's high cooking and they they do that very well. Yeah. But they're not f- afraid to say, here's a packet of sugar if okay. you want to have it in your Right, here's a, tea here's a here's 1970s a, packet of sugar. Yeah. Yeah, no, like they really would. Like you got in a wimpy yeah. bar. And I often think about that. Or they'd have, like... In the golden um, egg. They'd have like a biscuit with your coffee, and it would be that like would be in a little wrapper. Right, a wrapper. I thought you were going to say a biscuit, and it would be like a spa digestive. No, but I'd say in England we'd take it out of the wrapper and make it put on a doily. Yes, they just say no, no, yes. but it's come from a packet. Can I just go back briefly mm. to George Clooney? So, just mm. to be clear, to anyone who didn't understand all that, Tewksbury Park actually has a picture of George Clooney on its espresso machine, mm. and then That's a, a series, isn't it? A yeah. series of instructions. Yeah. Options. As yeah. if in George Clooney's voice yeah. for how to use the Nespresso machine. Yeah. Including, da- Danny Wallace is correct, a se- uh, the odd detail mm. that you don't need to know. Because what it's clearly doing is saying, well, mm. our clientele, mm. they'll be more likely to get the working of the Nespresso machine correct yeah. if we create the scenario that George Clooney is talking to them. 
about how to do it. And George, of course, would, yes. if he was doing this, he would say, I, I tend to use the gold one, but hey, it's yeah. up to you. You know, but and, don't you uh, think... fill it with fresh water. Mm. I always use fresh water. He, w- he would do all that. Mm. Um, now, whether or not they're right mm. about that, because I, I don't know mm. that it makes any difference to my... What, the water? No, I'm the sh- George Clooniness. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's what's uh, going on. Yeah. Is they, they clearly think yeah. people might not use the Nespresso machine properly. Without... I don't think it's that. Well, why are they doing it? I then? think someone, as you say, you know, who's coming to do marketing or yeah. whatever, has sort of said, Tewkesbury, what's it called? Tewkesbury Park Hotel. Tewkesbury Park. I don't even know where that is. It's somewhere in the. Uh, Tewkesbury is. Where's Tewkesbury? Is it in Oxfordshire? It's somewhere like that. I don't know. It's yeah. like a sort of quite medium posh hotel. Right, exactly. So they've come in to, let's say, head marketing. I don't know what jobs you have at hotels, but no. call it head marketing. They've had a they've, meeting. Well, firstly, they've got the job. Yeah. And the way they get that job, like any job, is to say, there's so much I love about this place. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think there's things you, you could change. Right. And the person is that how you get a job? Yeah. And the person I've inter- never had a proper job. Right. Well, that's never what had you... a job interview. So okay. I well, it depends that. on the job. But something like that. All my jobs have been like this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm doing now. Yeah. No, if I'd had to ask you yeah. why you should be doing this, maybe we wouldn't be here. <laughs> but but no, you've never. But there are things I can yeah. improve. Yeah. So yeah. what you do I love is it, you... but there are things yeah, I can improve. Yeah. You say, I love it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Faye Ripley could be. And then you say, you know, but obviously. There's things I might change. And then the person interviewing goes, sure, I mean, please speak your yeah, mind. Yeah. Slightly meaning, do speak your mind a bit, but Up don't to go point. too far, because yeah. don't forget, I'm part of... Yeah, and I will take it as criticism yeah. if you say, well, I think it's mainly it's shit. Exactly. Unless you're being interviewed by a board, but let's not get too into technical. No. Let's assume that what you're being interviewed by is the person you're probably okay. going to work for. This is very helpful. I mean, if right. we call the podcast tips on how to get jobs, <laughs> we might have more listeners. <laughs> so um, we don't need more listeners. We're very comfortable. No, we're very niche. Yeah. yeah, we're very comfortable. So you then say, well, look, and then you're thinking, well, oh, I mustn't say anything big like, I think you should turn it into an aquarium or something. Because <laughs> then they'd be like, so yeah. you've got to say, what I about, love the hotel. What about the whole thing with no roof? Yeah, like you, yeah, you just don't want, open yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to do that no. on wheels, anything. So you want to no. say, I want to keep the essential. What makes it so great? Yeah, you've got to be careful. Then and then say, what what exactly does make it so great? Because no. then you've got to say, All right, hang on, yeah. remind myself. Yeah, and then you maybe just a sense of fun about the place. Yeah. you know, a little bit. You know, Tewkesbury, I think, can be confident enough to have fun with field. itself. Yeah, and they say, well, what do you mean? One doesn't want to alienate our existing customer yeah. and also, No, no, no. People of the, in the Tewkesbury area and right. further afield, yeah. they Look, come here. They love it. But also with a sense that it's a hotel. That doesn't change. It's, that's it's got because, yeah. probably five AA stars. Yeah. No Michelin ones, but yeah. five AA stars. No, no, not, but, but, and, and it's on the Ramblers Association. Oh, no, it's probably indeed, not yet, so. and there's probably a local glossy magazine that reviewed yeah. the restaurant very well. Right. And, <laughs> and that's now free of free to right. read in the in, and in every bedroom. Kirsty Gallagher stayed here yeah, in, once. In, in 2014. And yeah. um, what's her name? Uh, Let's not choose any no, celebrities who have stayed at... No, well, but I'm just want, thinking, shall we find out who's actually stayed here? Okay, because I out. have. Right? Okay, well, David Baddiel stayed there. Tewksbury Park, Park mm. Golf mm. Club. Uh, a brief history. This is quite important, I think, for yeah. us. So, as part of the Tewkesbury website... Yes. Oh, no, this is just someone's website talking about having stayed here. So, Jessica Patterson's website, just a person. Okay. Right? She actually says she really likes it. The staff mm. are incredibly friendly mm. and guided us to a King Edward IV suite, which overlooked the ground. Mm. Here's the key sentence. The room boasts a king-size hypnos bed, a 40-inch smart screen TV... A desk by the windows, an espresso machine with a sexy picture of George Clooney in an accompanying note. 
that is... The accompanying note, yeah, of course, yeah. is well, the apparent fiction yeah. that George tells you how to make this bread. This is what, yeah. Which well, Danny Wallace well, is have, making fun of. So when you're getting the job, yeah. you're saying, I want to give it a sense of humour yeah. without destroying the sense of history. The that, that it used to be owned by the Speaker of the House of Commons. To John Popham. So John Popping Jay. Popham. Popham. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's got a rich history. Yeah. And so in the interview, you basically, bit, you don't want to promise too yeah. much. I know what you're getting to. Then you sit there you and then say, you think, what well, about... Start doing some fun things. So, yeah. what about we make the Nespresso machines as if the instructions George, right. are done by, by George, George Clooney? Now, here's you, the thing I want to get to. You don't do it very well, is the point. Oh, right. Okay. Well, let, hold that thought for a minute because yeah. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. As a man who, you know, has probably done contracts for some very major <laughs> stars whilst you were overseeing Celebrity Big Brother. Right. No one like George Clooney, to be fair, mm. but nonetheless. No, no. So, George Clooney, I think. Mm. Does indeed have a deal with Nespresso. Yes, he does. I'm pretty sure he does. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, he does. I've seen him do Nespresso have it. Yeah. What I don't know, and if you're listening, George, I don't want to create a lawsuit here, but I don't know that that includes you can use my image on actual machines in the hotel, Tewkesbury Park Hotel, and then pretend mm. that I'm telling mm. people how to make the coffee. Mm, mm. Because although it isn't signed mm. G- GC, mm. you know, or anything like that, mm. Or not even what's his name? What's his wife's name? Amal. Amal. Nothing yeah. like that. So he doesn't actually say this is George. Yeah. It very strongly implies it. There's a big picture of George, and then it yes. says things like, "I prefer gold." Now, mm. who's talking? Mm. If it's not George, I mean, Danny Wallace is, is making the correct point. It's yeah. a 52 year old woman who's in yes. charge of media at Tewkesbury Park mm. Hotel. Mm. But the impression you get, and Jessica Patterson, who has done this website mm. about her travels in the Cotswolds or Oxfordshire. Yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I think she thinks it's a sexy picture. You think she really thinks he's written the note? Possibly, yes. Well, assume she does. Not to her personally. I don't think she thinks that. That's what, well, George Clooney's lawyers, maybe his wife, would argue strongly that Jessica thought it was really from him. I think that's how they'd build a case, because they'd say you're passing it off, aren't you, as George? Chicksey Park Hotel have not... I would hazard a guess. Now, submit. if I'm wrong, I take it yeah. back. 
But I don't think Tewsbury Hotel mm. have offered George Clooney mm. estate, mm. George Clooney holdings, yeah. any cash on top of his basic deal with Espresso yeah. to yeah. say, we're going to tell people how to work the machines no. in our rooms in your voice. No. I, so it's a scandal. A voice they captured brilliantly, brilliantly. On, on the. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I suspect where you get to is you're right. It's not you know you can't use his image without you know um, being given approval. But you get to that thing where the lawyers, the judge, would just throw it out of court, right? Because it's obviously not him. You know, it's just a sort of light. You know, it's, it's done with a light touch. And this head of marketing who's got this job is just doing it for a bit of fun. I'm. You know, and you I would, would say argue, if I was yeah. if I was Amal at yeah. this point, yeah. unlikely that Amal would necessarily be defending George. But yeah. let's let's say know. let's say it, it was Amal. massive human rights cases. Yeah, but, but let's but, say it was Amal. Mm. I would say I'm calling as my main witness mm. Jessica Patterson, right? Yeah, and then Jessica would take the stand. Yeah, and Jessica would That's be deeply right. de- disappointed. Yeah. to discover that that it's wasn't not. written yeah. by George Clooney because she clearly yeah. thinks on her website when she says there's a sexy picture of George Clooney. Yeah. In an accompanying note, yeah. in is a bit weird there, by the way. Mm? Well, it, <laughs> it says there's a sexy picture of George Clooney in an accompanying note. Now, I think that clouds the issue. Because right. if she said there's a sexy picture of George Clooney with an accompanying note okay. to tell you how to yeah, yeah. work with the espresso machine, right. it's a cut and dry case. Yeah. It says... George was telling me. He wrote me I a see note. I mean, yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But actually, she's been a bit more specific, and she is correct. It is just a picture of George Clooney in the middle of a piece of you A4 see, with an accompanying note how to work the espresso machine. I, by the way, we've lost the audience here totally, but yeah. I don't care, because I would say, as yeah. the prosecution, yeah. I would, I'd be happy to call Jessica myself. Right. Okay. Well, you can cross-examine her. Cross-examine her. Yeah. And... Take my glasses okay, off. Okay, so a I'm of Jessica. Times. Yeah. I'll be Jessica. Right. Are Je- you crossing down with me? Jessica. So I've basically right. said tearfully. Yeah. Right. And I'm I think I'm the key witness for the prosecution yeah. here against Tewksbury. It's basically George mm. Clooney estate yeah. versus Tewksbury Park. Yeah. And I have just said in tears, I went there, mm. I thought George Clooney was telling me mm. how to make coffee. Turns mm. out it wasn't him. Mm. I'm devastated. I want my mm. money back mm. for my weekend right. for my mini break. Mm. Uh, no further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> Jessica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just I, thought you had, just, I thought you had your defence I'm not doing that. a pause. I'm making her feel a bit uh, unsettled. Uh, OK, all right. Um, Je- I'm trying to get her on side as well. Uh, Jessica. Okay, well, she's suspicious of you because uh, you're <laughs> in a film. I always think in a film at this moment, one, yeah. they should be more suspicious of the other lawyer. Jessica, what's your favourite George Clooney film? Um... <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Mine too. <laughs> now she's on side. Okay, right? right. Job done. Didn't take long. Yeah. Put you on side. Yeah. I noticed you said um, <laughs> in your submission, uh, in your website, yeah. uh, which I'm a big fan of, I've read it before the this case. blackbook.com. Yeah. yeah. I read it m- well before this case. Yeah. I noticed you said in a note. I did. Not a note by, a note no. written by George, which is... Yeah. Can I perhaps suggest that at the time you realised the photograph was in a note written by Michelle Gibbons, the new head of marketing? I have never heard of Michelle Gibbons. Uh, And although I did say, Your Honour, that it was George Clooney, a picture of George Clooney in an accompanying note, I absolutely remember looking longingly Mm. at that picture Mm. of George Clooney and feeling a moment Mm. of communion and Mm. thinking that because... George is, and I seem to remember it was actually mm. possibly blue tacked, 
to the Nespresso machine. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but you don't seem very sure of anything, Michelle. Is it Michelle? <laughs> yeah, What's her name? Not Michelle, no. <laughs> no, you got my name wrong. It's Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. Right. You don't seem very certain. Yeah. Jess- Jessica, can I ask you one more time? Yes. Whether you do, just for the record, do yeah. or don't know Michelle Gibbons? <laughs> I don't know Michelle Gibbons. I have no idea who Michelle Gibbons is. May I present is. to the court... <laughs> oh, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Um, exhibit 316. Yes. Emails. Well, perhaps you'd like to read out, Jessica, <laughs> what these emails are. I'm hand- I'm Have you been hand- hacking into my emails? <laughs> I'm handing That's you the illegal. notes. Objection. Handing- Objection. Overruled. Overruled. <laughs> Jessica, would you like to read the emails? Okay. Perhaps tell us who they De- are from and to. Dear Michelle, <laughs> I really, really am happy for you that you've got the job at Chooksbury Park. Did you get it in the way that I suggested by saying you liked the place but thought it could have a bit more fun and a bit more edge? By the way, if you have done that, that'll provide good material for my website I'm planning to create. Yours, Jess. No further questions, Your Honour. And then the case was dismissed. You're absolutely right. That's how it happened. That's literally word for word what happened. Yeah. I've just been reading that. Yeah. Is it time to go? <laughs> no, we've got a bit more to do. This that was good. <laughs> I think what we should do is go and stay. At Tewkesbury Park Hotel. I think that would be a lovely thing to um, do. Now, one thing about this show, I now remember mm. what it was that I wanted yes. to talk about right at the start. Okay. Which is some of you who listen to every show, and there are people who've done that. In fact... Listen to every show? Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, when we were confused as to whether or not we'd told the story before about Paul McCartney, yes. the particular Paul McCartney story about on Fame Academy, yes. where he you have to get him to do two takes. Yeah, yeah. All through that, I was thinking, haven't we told this story right. before? And then I said, oh, I know this story, if you remember. But yes. I still wasn't sure if we told it on the podcast. Yes. A man tweeted me to say, I have listened to every single podcast, and it's the okay. first time I've heard that story. First uh, time? Oh, yes. so we hadn't in done fact, it before. Yeah, in fact, I did, in fact, send you the tweet uh, and said, that, that rings a bell. That. Yeah, that rings a bell, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my point is, people who listen to this on a regular basis will know that we used to quite regularly have guests on it. And I was going to talk about that, about how we don't anymore. And that's mainly because we prefer it without guests. Yes. It's the truth. And I feel like we have to be on best I mean, behaviour with them, even though some yeah, I mean, it, friends. It sounds like a crap thing to say because we've had some very nice people on who've we been have, really, really funny. Yeah. And, uh, and the very unlikely event that any of them are listening, don't take that the wrong way. Uh, but we quite like it just being us. Having said that, somebody we both know mm. and who has mentioned that he'd quite like to be on the podcast, or at least we've talked to him about it, is the television presenter and presently um, absolute king of creating game show formats, mm. uh, Richard Bacon, mm. who lives in L.A. now. He does. And doesn't like David Bowie. No. And that's the point, is that we like Richard, but he doesn't like Bowie, mm. and he's quite annoyingly, actually, particularly yeah. when he's a bit oops upside his head at parties, yeah. come up to both of us and yeah. started saying, he's just noise, isn't he, mm. David Bowie, mm. things like that. Mm. And we did think that would be quite an interesting conversation mm. to have him on to talk mm. about why he doesn't like mm. David Bowie. It might not be because... Yes, it's hard to cause know. Because actually, actually, when I've spoken to him about it, I just think, as I, as I might do with someone who doesn't like mm. David Bowie, you're just a fucking idiot in yeah. this respect. No, no, exactly. not, not other respects, but in that yeah. respect, yeah. you're a fucking idiot. Yes. Um, and so I wonder if we'll get further than that. It's hard to know and as, because, like you say, you need something to argue with and something to grab yes. hold of and if Richard who we, we, we've been talking we might call now and just see get a flavour of what he's got to say but if he just says well he's crap I don't where do we well, go with crap. that I, th- I get the impression that he just thinks it's noise noise he keeps saying noise yeah yeah. Which I've, yeah. I mean obviously some some Bowie I mean if he was mm. talking specifically which he won't mm. be mm. about outside 
then he has no, a point. No, he's not. There's a I mean, point I can tell you what he's talking about. What, 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 hunky Dory he's Yes, I think he thinks Hunky Dory is like the noise. least noisy of all of them. Yes, Hunky Dory, which is not entirely Tim melodic sweet. No, he's not talking about yeah. I Can't Read no. from Tin, tin Machine no. or indeed anything from outside yeah. Yeah. or from, you know, the album The Little One Earthling or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, so shall we give it a go anyway? Let's give it a go, and he's... Uh, is, he he may not, is he in LA? He's up. Is he up? He's, I know he's up, because I spoke to him earlier about something completely different. Okay. Um, he may not answer. We're ringing now. This is Richard Bacon. Okay. Ah. Oh. Richard. Um, yeah. I am phoning you with David Baddiel. We're doing our podcast. Yeah, yeah. hi, David. Hello, Richard. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, so you're just having some breakfast. Oh, um, we were hoping at some point to have you on properly as a guest, but we sort of ran out of things to say um, on our podcast. And then Tim reminded me that you've offered to come on the podcast and talk about why you don't like David Bowie. And we just thought, let's phone him and talk about that now. Give us... I can do that. Give us a sense of... Because when I was over in LA, I bought you Hunky Dory, didn't I? No, you didn't go as far as to actually pay for it. Um, Right. As a detail. Even though, even though I think we just sold a potential global television format. <laughs> yes, well, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've told the, our audience that you're a king of uh, game show formats now. <laughs> so that's in the bank. I think it's just the fact that it's potential hit. It's just still potential, so I don't want to start splashing it on albums for you. Saying, Tim, when we've mm. pitched to big American networks, mm. one of those big American networks buys the game show, mm. yeah. all I'm saying is you could have paid for some mm. vinyl. Mm. Yeah, could have uh, definitely uh, could have. I agree with that. You were staying in my house as well. Yeah, I well, I think Tim comes across badly from this anecdote. <laughs> when I think anecdote's dressing up a bit. When <laughs> I when so you've got hunky dory and you've got diamond dogs. I think in your on vinyl yeah. on vinyl. Now, have you actually played them? No, well they've still got the wrapping on them. Right. I, I really, really, truly love buying vinyl. It actually, it's one of the things doesn't that sound like it makes me happy. Well, as long as it's as long as it's not David Bowie, oh. I think it's the, you know it's the rule, it's the caveat. I nothing makes me happier than sitting in my living room putting vinyl on. I've got a 1979 Amaranth amp. I've got 1975 floor speakers, literally from the year I was born, and a record player. And you listen to the albums and you listen to the music in the order that you were meant to hear it on the album. And it's a tiny bit grainy. And it's so much more satisfying than streaming music to some Sonos speakers. The the problem is, you know, David Bowie. And the problem, as I think we all know with David Bowie, is that it it sounds like a racket. So Now, now, okay, so there's a number of things to deal with there. Before we get on to that particular statement that you made, I, I, I don't understand something, which is, Tim and you went to a vinyl shop and you bought Hunky Dory and Aladdin Sane and you didn't get it out of the wrapper. Yeah. It's actually Diamond Dogs, I think. Oh, Diamond Dogs. And you didn't get it out of the wrapper. There's a, there's a famous record store on Sunset Boulevard called Amoeba Records. Right. And it's enormous. And we went in there um, and, and Tim introduced me to some other music that I, I'd never put, heard before. So we got a T-Rex album, right, Tim? Yep. Um, Electric Warrior. And we got Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Got rumours. I mean, this is this is like we got, got rumours. Oh, so you hadn't heard rumours. No, Rich before. is on a journey with music. Let's you hadn't heard rumours. Yeah. No songs from rumours. No, I'd heard a couple of songs from rumours. I just hadn't heard right. the album in its entirety. Uh, you know, again to my earlier point about you know hearing the songs in the right order. We also bought um, Beach Boys, didn't we, Tim? Yeah, Pet Sounds. Okay. Now they were all opened on the same day, played one after the other right. at a fairly high volume on the aforementioned record player. Um, the thing about David Bowie is it's just, 
I, I, I accept it's a form of prejudice within me, but I just I hesitate to put it on because I, I feel as though this sort of this noise is it's, it's going to come out of the speakers. Okay, so, so Richard, <laughs> Richard, uh, I'm not going to get angry. Okay, uh, we've good. both been working therapeutically yeah. about this yeah. conversation. We were ready for this, so we've decided not to get annoyed and angry. And I think we'll begin by asking, what what sort of music do you like? Well, uh, that is a good question. I'll give you a quick backstory, which I went to a boarding school in the late 80s and early 90s, um, very early 90s, and we we had no access to popular culture. And so I had this sort of blind spot of things like Duran Duran and, and that era just completely passing me by. And then I feel like the rest, of, ever since then, I've been sort of catching up on things that everyone listening to music as a teenager came naturally to everyone else and it didn't happen for me so my relationship to music is a kind of is a bit weird mm. and i'd I, say i agree I, with that mm, so far mm. uh, yeah. so but 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 what if you were hard, okay so you're not someone who was born as it were or grew up listening to music but what now i assume, I assume when you were a teenager david you were going down record stores and, and yes. buying records and taking them home and playing them or having mix, making mixtapes. I didn't do any of these things. Yes, I was doing all those things. I actually tried to steal from a record shop called Spin It in Wilson Green a two vinyl records. I tried to shoplift them. And one of the things about vinyl records is they're fucking hard to shoplift. Yes, I was there for nearly an hour, too frightened to do it, drawing attention to myself. I eventually did put them up my jumper and then immediately <laughs> was stopped by the assistant who said he was going to call the police. Wow. So thank you for bringing that up. Did they call the police? Did he, get he said he was going to call the police. I think because I was 13 and crying, just, he chose yeah, not to, yeah. is what happened. Uh, but yes, I did all those things. I was also in a band uh, and I was very obsessed with, with Bowie and punk rock and then indeed prog rock. But that's a whole other story. So what I want, what I, the reason I'm asking is that... Yeah. That certainly, in terms of it being a racket, Hunky Dory, and indeed Diamond Dogs, but Diamond Dogs slightly yeah. lesser. Hunky Dory is just yeah, full of yeah. no. It's just full of intensely melodically sweet. It's songs. almost the safest of all the albums. It's, it's incredibly melodic and incredibly sweet, mainly acoustic songs, um, and it's sort of. Oh, Bowie's... that's on Heroes. Is that on? No, that's not on it. You see, <laughs> that's considerably later uh, on an album called Heroes. That's what. That's what that's on. But it's, I mean, if what I'm trying to say is, if what I imagine is, and if you like Rumours by Fleetwood Mac, is what you think is not a racket, is kind of rather sweet and melodic songs like... Landslide. Landslide, thank mm. you. Songs like that. There are lots of songs like that, but better, on Hunky Dory. Well, well I'm happy to admit that I need to, 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 to get past my... My but Richard, do you have this with anyone else? Is it is it just a Bowie thing for you? Are there other bands or? I'm sure there's other bands I don't like. But I, I put mm. on my vinyl. I play Stones and, and the Beatles, mm. and I play well, well 1970s Elton John. And I. But I, I mean, you may be interested to know, uh, or you may not, uh, Richard, that when he died. Um, I went to. Uh, he mentioned you. He yeah, mentioned yeah, you. He said the thing that, that upset him was that Richard Bacon. I never was got never... Richard Bacon. No, when he died, I I did uh, a couple of talks about him, and and the thing that I kept on saying was all this stuff about Bowie being a big sort of gender bending, character creating, theatrical performer is irrelevant because the central thing about Bowie is. He's an unbelievably brilliant songsmith. He writes right. unbelievably beautiful songs, certainly in his golden period, both of which albums Tim mm. bought for you mm. uh, would be included in that. So I, uh, really, I just think you need to maybe 
it's I not a suggestion. Not, I'm not just saying open your ears to mm, Bowie. I'm mm. saying I think you've got stuck or snagged yes, on an idea can... of David Bowie, which is just wrong. He's I, not I, can sort I make of a, a suggestion? big, loud, industrial noise. Yeah. May, I'll make a suggestion, Richard, partly because my arm is going to sleep because I'm holding this phone. Here's what we could do. I, I had a similar thing with Genesis. I can't bear the notion of Genesis. I grew up thinking they were everything I hated and I was never able to listen to them. And I'm not a massive fan of them, but actually David, David's made me this playlist about four years ago and said, okay, here's the songs you could listen to that that will probably appeal to you. And it was very helpful. And it's more I, than and very I, helpful because Tim is still struggling with coming out the closet as a Genesis fan. Yeah. He has told me privately, not on this podcast, yeah. that he became obsessed became, with Trick of the Tale, yeah. a Phil Collins Genesis album. And if I can get into Genesis, you can definitely get into Bowie. So why don't we... We, we could make you a playlist. I'll listen and we'll reconvene. And then you could... Actually, I would make a similar point about Elton John, which is that certainly, I think, people around my age and people a bit younger than me, my sisters are like this, just had this impression of Elton John as being the guy that was portrayed in newspapers as, as just being a bit excessive and kind of annoying. And yeah. actually, when you engage with his music, it's brilliant. He's so unbelievably talented as a as a writer of music. Um, and so I kind I think I may have gone on a slightly similar journey with Elton yes. that you went on with. with well, we'll, but, we'll but, but, I mean, re- I mean, to be honest with you, 1970s Elton John, which I completely agree, is amazing isn't really very different. I mean, at his best from no, Bowie. I mean, Bowie is rockier and yeah. he pushes the boundaries more. Yes. But I would say... And he's better. Yes, but I would say Oh You Pretty Things mm. could be an Elton John song, could Definitely. it not? Can yeah. I, can I end on two little little nuggets for you? Yes, uh, please do. I learned a great fact about David Bowie whilst preparing one of these game shows. Um, and so John Major's dad was born in the 1870s, which I think, it, it, as a standalone fact, is John that's, Major's dad was born. That is quite that's amazing. In that's Brixton. He's from Brixton. He was yeah. a circus performer called Tom Major. Yeah. And Major Tom apparently comes from David Bowie's mm. poster in Brixton for Tom Major. And that's where the character of Major Tom came from, okay. John Major's dad. Did okay. you know that already? No, no, I didn't know that. Did no. you know that? No, well, Richard had told me this. Uh, that, uh, uh, no, hang on. I think it's hang amazing. On. That's incredible. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, is amazing. I mean, there's a number of things that are incredible. It's incredible in itself. It's also incredible that someone who does not like David Bowie and who, frankly, has got David Bowie completely wrong yeah. knows Good. that about David Bowie, yeah. which we didn't know. That's yeah. amazing. So Major Tom is is from John well, that's, Major's that's what they're saying, dad. But, I mean, it's an amazing wow. story, if that's true. I love the idea the astronaut might have been a bit like John Major. <laughs> you know, and, and in my head now, unfortunately, I can't do the impression. On heroin. I'm now singing it out. in a John Major <laughs> voice with that strange half-moustache that he used to have. Carry on. And the other thing it's is... A kind of, it's, a wonderful, it's also a wonderful fact that it's also... It kind of tells... It's a very interesting way to see John Major himself that way, that so many prime ministers come from Eton now... This Tory Prime Minister, his dad was mm. genuinely a famous circus performer. Mm. That's what he was. That is incredible. But, but secondly, when my phone went and it said Tim Hinks, I thought, oh, Tim's calling to tell me we've got another serious commission for <laughs> game shows. And I answered, and he called to talk about David Bowie. So, yeah. yet again, I'm not associating mm. David Bowie with joy. <laughs> I see what, yeah. I hadn't yes, thought you're that you're associating just like you did the vinyls themselves. I shouldn't have. You're associating yes. with crushing disappointment. Yes, you're Richard, you're thank you so right. much. Richard, it's been a pleasure. We'll make a playlist for you, and then when you're back in London, we can see whether you've got any further down the road of enlightenment. And next time you're here, you can pay for the records. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not go overboard. Let's just see how it goes. <laughs> see All you right. soon, Richard. Cheers, Richard. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
That was okay. More sensible than we thought. I more liked, thoughtful. Well, I, and I a have win- to say, mm. he pulled a trump card yeah, out of the bag that with is, that major that is, Tom thing. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Rob Newman used to do a very right. good impression in the Merit Experience of John Major. Mm. And had I known all this in 1990, yeah, we could, would have definitely had the astronaut. No, we definitely wouldn't. But we could have right. had the astronaut. As John singing Major. the whole of Space Oddity as... Yeah. Have a go. Well, this is Grant well, 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 no, Grant Major bit. job would not be that. Yeah. Tell, my wife, be, uh, tell my wife... Tell my wife... Hang on. Uh, what's the bit What's the bit where you say begins at the Major Tom's voice? Um, uh, what this is, is ground. This is Major Tom to ground control. <laughs> Hello. This is Major Tom to ground control. <laughs> I'm stepping through the... Um, this is basically... Isn't it more in the back of the... No, 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 that's better. That. No, you do it. This is Major Tom. <laughs> To ground control, I'm stepping through the door, and I'm floating, floating. in. The ma- it's hard to. Do. Are you speaking or are you singing? No, but I can imagine him saying, "And I'm floating singing in the a most peculiar way." Edwina, <laughs> I can imagine that. I can imagine him was saying that. that? Peas. No, what was eggs, the thing about peas? Was it? Oh no, yeah, no peas was Something... a spitting image thing about him. Right, um, right. And the other thing about him, yeah. and I think we could possibly finish on this, is one of my favourite jokes from the Mary Rice experience yeah. uh, was that we did a whole bit about whether or not John Major had a moustache. Because he has right. a sort of weird thing on his upper lip, which yeah. looks like he might have a moustache, a long thing, and might not. And we mm. ended, we ended up saying mm. it's like. You've looked for a long time at a moustache-shaped light bulb and then immediately <laughs> looked at his face. Yes. And I always and loved exactly. that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and that's so that's, I think, how we would have done our yeah. version of Space yeah, Oddity yeah. with yeah. Rob Newman as Major Tom. Wow, extraordinary. And yet, so it's a parallel universe and you've done it, and that feels good, doesn't it? That feels like I've healed so many things. <laughs> See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.